0: Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Do you feel those vibes in the air? Mm.
1: Are they good mm. or bad?
0: They're chill. They're chill. chill vibes. It's time for another chill sesh.
1: We should have original music for the chill sesh. We do. Oh, <laughs> that just shows we you. Yeah, do, it's right? like
0: the quote unquote acoustic version of our. Uh, yeah. have the you audience, heard it? Well, What's funny is the audience is going to uh-huh. have heard it before y- hearing <laughs> you say that.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Yeah, was it was good. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know.
0: Send us a um, telegram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who are all of us? Let's. Who go am I? Round the horn and introduce ourselves. Are you you s- know what? I'll actually start. It's me, Philip Dressman. Your keeper, game master, your uh, bon vivant, Thembo about town.
1: You're not a Thimbo.
0: The, uh, them be about town. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> wrap it up
0: and to my left
1: <laughs> um i am mace dressman i go by they them pronouns i play angela atticus jr on dangerous times at Chillhaven high what else do we normally say i think
2: I that's it yeah and to my left is Beth lawson hi Y'all have to cheer.
3: Best Lawson! Well, I already did
2: that part. You were supposed to cheer.
3: Yay! Cheer. Oh, yo, 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 yo.
2: Jesus. Um, I am your Penny White. Uh, your, You're our
0: Penny White. Yeah, I'm your
2: <laughs> Penny White. And A plus mumbler. That's all. To my left.
0: Best is your name short for Best Lawson?
2: Some have said that. It is in that. my phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I like that.
3: Best has been in my phone as best the best since I met her.
1: <laughs> Mine Aww. says Phil, and then in all caps, ICE, and Phil doesn't like that. I don't uh-huh. like it
0: because I don't like ICE, the
3: organization. No one and when it's in ICE. all caps, that's what it goes to. Yeah, I like the hard water. You Just in- add a lowercase O between the C and the E, because it stands for yeah, in case, case of emergency. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I'll do that. So no one thinks that when you're contacting me that I know someone from... <laughs> Ice.
0: We yep. would
2: never. I
1: would, yep.
0: would never. Never. Nope. never. Did you? Who are you?
3: Sorry. Who are you? <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> who am I? Uh, uh, I'm James Kettler.
2: <laughs> if you like Le mis it's
3: funny every time.
0: I just edited the parsley, and you yelled at him for that then too. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, We do not sing les mis in this no, house. No,
3: <laughs> it's not that good. Uh, I've been in it. I can't help it. I have a connection to it. You can I'm help James it. Kettler. Hello, I am uh, Zeke Lynn on the podcast as well as uh, the secondary producer and uh, composer for Dangerous Times at Chill Haven High. I would argue that you are the producer. I feel like I'm the editor
0: and you're the producer.
3: You do. I feel like you produce more of it than I do. You do all the sound balancing and stuff.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Fully artist.
3: Yes. I love that title.
0: Uh Sounds aficionado.
3: Sound engineer. You know that Foley artists are called that after an actual guy? Okay. There's an actual guy whose last name was Foley, and he was just like the first guy in movie studios who was like, hey, like, you need someone to make sound effects for your movie so that it doesn't sound stupid. And they were like, okay, great, you do that. And he was like, just the only guy who did it for a really long time and became so associated with it that now the entire craft is named after him.
0: Well, before that, it was just piano noises.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Besides cool... (laughs) (laughs) Besides cool movie trivia, what are we here for, gang?
1: Talk about our feelings.
0: Mm, Interesting. Get it all out. Which ones are you having? Chill therapy session. (laughs) Chill Haven High. (laughs)
1: Having some spooky feelings. Ooh,
0: I love a f- spooky feeling, except when I don't.
1: Ooh, when do you don't like it? When it's a-
0: too spooky and you're alone at home by yourself and you have to jump that six foot distance from your bedroom doorway to your bed because if you walk too close to your bed, somebody might grab at you. I
3: hate that. Spookiness, like all things, should be consensual. You have to say, I'm ready to be spooked. Mm-hmm, Someone mm-hmm. spooks you and you aren't ready for it. It's terrible.
0: No, it's bad. It can end in an um, injury. Mm-hmm. And. Hurt feelings. Yeah. Um, But
1: we're here to, you know, uh, speaking of spooky, mm -hmm. we make a spooky podcast. We
3: do. That's true.
1: And we're here to just talk about it. To chill and talk about it. It's a
3: really good segue, May. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're not sarcastic. That was really good. It was smooth. You're an audio professional. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2: Glass (laughs) away from (laughs) Tommy. Why so laugh?
3: (laughs) That's a great story, Mark. (laughs) Uh, we finished up our, se- our second monster arc. We sure did. We done beat it.
2: We got a new friend.
1: We got a
3: new We got a new friend. It never
2: felt like we were going
1: to complete it, but we did gang. It only took it.
3: eight episodes. Nine. How much
1: was... It's about the journey. It only took nine yeah. episodes. <laughs> the journey. Well, how long was the first one? Eight, eight. episodes,
0: but they were like... Th- that's when our episodes ranged between like 35 and 45 minutes. The second arc, our episodes ranged between 45 and like uh, 65 minutes, so... A lot more minutes of Nonsense. monster investigation occurred in our zoophobia arc. How did y'all feel about uh how everything wrapped up? Scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad. Spooked. I mean, Spooked.
1: We talked about it in the Discord a little bit with other people. But I mean, I was dreading doing the last episode because I was like, Emma's just going to kill us all and, or kill somebody that we like. So I was just like avoiding it. And you're like, do you want to record today? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's ten AM and I got so much stuff to do today.
3: Uh-huh. I knew nothing huge was probably gonna happen with Emma for just because one, Phil had been saying for the last like three recording sessions that they thought this oh this is gonna be the last one for sure. <laughs> yeah, it really did. So I knew I knew we weren't gonna like get into a giant battle with a whole separate monster or anything. And also
0: uh, some real metagaming there you're doing there James and I don't appreciate it
3: it's not metagaming so much as it is just like the thing I do that drives best crazy where I have to predict where a story is going mm. in everything I do constantly
1: I do that too I think it just comes from watching a lot of television yeah and yeah. I'm like I'm a, am an artist.
3: you're so. very adept at that though
0: you have a you have a deeply developed sense of story because I you always figure stuff out when we're watching things way before I do
1: it's true I watch a lot of television and, like, especially, well, if we're watching something that's so, like, ridiculous, I just guess it. Because,
3: mm-hmm. well, like, we were watching Godzilla versus Kong. So good. It so was so good. fucking good. It's very good. This podcast fully endorses Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. Everything that I wanted. And yeah. Alexander
1: skateboard. Skateboard. My mm-hmm. family. Yeah. He was really pretty. He
3: was very pretty. Uh, we were watching Godzilla vs. Kong and like the first 15 minutes or whatever, Brian Tyree Henry pulls the flask that he keeps in his gun holster out and he's like, my wife gave this to me <laughs> and I turned to Bess, and I was like, he's going to like get shot and like the flask is going to stop it or something like the flask is going to save the day at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and spoilers, even... it does.
1: That's good.
3: Yeah. He was great. At it. I mean, I, yeah,
0: like I saw some reviews that were griping about like, oh, once again, the humans are boo bu- boo bu- boo bu- boo bu- It's like. Dog, it's a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. I don't want the humans. The humans are there to give us the exposition that we need to understand why the monsters are fighting.
1: Exactly. That's
3: it. That's, that's the, it. literally that's all it. they do.
1: Because the monsters don't speak. Our language. But they so have so much to say. They really do. Mm-hmm.
3: It's it's interesting you say that because the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes said like the exact opposite. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something like uh, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong learns the lesson of its predecessors and eschews character development in favor of spectacle.
0: So, so the positive reviews I read uh, said that I, 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 th- I read some negative ones early on that were like, I don't know, that were goofy. I read an interview with Alexander Skateboard where he... Uh, he, he he says in the interview, like the whole gist of the interview is like, Yeah, nobody's coming here to see me. I don't know why you're talking to me. Like <laughs> I'm I'm a geologist, I guess. They're coming to watch the big lizard fight the big monkey.
2: Got that check though. Yeah, yeah. sure fucking need.
3: Someone did an interview with Godzilla for the movie, but it was a text, it was a print interview, so it was literally just <laughs> questions, and then every time Godzilla answers, it would just be like in brackets roars. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs>
2: Godzilla, tiny He's head, a big body. He did have tiny head. He got sassy face, tiny yes. head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was cute.
3: Body crazy, curvy, scaly, big, <laughs> sassy, tiny head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Three minutes. We made that joke so many times today with different things. Yeah. it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good.
0: Um, well, we're not really here to talk about Godzilla versus Kong. Damn. We're here okay. to talk about the the adventures versus the the rat pack the, the rat pack yes thank you um but so so we got some questions from uh some of our friends and listeners and listeners who are friends uh that we can kind of go all through and throw at each other before we get into that does anybody have any like um questions for each other or for me or do we have any like let things me, we want to hit on
1: hold on let me look at this really quick no, I was going to, like, ask what everyone's favorite moments of the season arc were, but that is a question.
0: Well, let's, I mean, do, shall we just start with the questions then? Yeah. Um, let, let, I'll tell you, let, let's, uh, I, we'll let the discussion kind of evolve as it goes, but I think a good way to do this is maybe we can go round robin, we can start with you. Yes. Find a question in there that's uh either directed towards someone besides yourself or towards everyone. Um,
1: I know which one I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it right now. Okay. <laughs> so, Dorka asked everyone, I need to know each of your favorite plot arcs from Riverdale and your favorite CW superhero shows. Thanks. Here's,
0: real Ooh, quick, that's I want to say, I want to give a shout out to Dorka from the podcast, The Eternity Archives. We love you. Uh, it's terrific. If you want to hear another, um, so they kind of, in the premise of their show, they like bounce around to different game systems and stuff. Um, but they did do a Monster of the Week arc, uh, so hit up the Eternity Archives and check out. Um, I think it starts with episode five. Their Monster of the Week arc, If you want more good Monster of the Week podcast content,
3: which we know you do, because mm-hmm. you're listening to the
0: to this. Uh, okay, so sorry. What was Dorka's question? One more again.
1: Um, question is: I need to know each of your favorite plot arcs from Riverdale. And your favorite CW superhero shows. So I'm starting with this, me, Mm -hmm. May, because... So
0: you're just asking the question to yourself that you wanted Mm -hmm, to answer. But everyone's
1: going to answer it. But um, we've mentioned this a few times, but Phil, James, and I used to have a podcast called Seeing W about CW television shows. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a huge Riverdale fan. Like Archieverse is something that I love, best love. We all, I think, love... Comic universe, of yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Chip Zdarsky Jughead is my absolute shit.
1: Yeah. So my favorite arc from Riverdale is actually the one that's going on right now. I'm I'm the only one that's kept up with Riverdale in this group, but spoiler alert for Riverdale: the newest arc is seven years into the future from when they graduated high school, and it just seems to make more sense for their characters because they always were just too serious for to be teenagers, anyways. Like. So now they're, like, doing all the same stuff they were doing, but it makes a little bit more sense because they're older. And, um, yeah, I just like it. I think they've just grown into their characters more. It's ridiculous, too. It always is ridiculous. I think the first season was really good, too. Was that the block? No, that was with Jason.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like the 7 year time jump for a high school show cuz I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, fuck Cause college years. And- yeah,
3: cuz I like I always think of like Glee like being like, "Oh, we can't be in high school forever. <laughs> I'm 32." Right.
1: <laughs> or with Vampire Diaries how they went to college and it kind of went downhill mm-hmm. from that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I don't. Do you think it's because they went on because Buffy suffers in, in, the, in mm-hmm. the exact same way as yeah. soon as they that's all graduate? The season hits. Or the series <laughs> yeah. hits a slump. Yeah. We
2: don't like Riley in this house. No, so do, I'm on season five, but don't like Riley.
3: Do you think there's something about the transition to college for these shows that's just like, oh, now what do we do? Because it seems like they all just hit a weird spot whenever it happens. Yeah, is it just because it's a dynamic shift? Like, I think that it's
0: just. I, I think there's a couple things behind it. I think that, in I think in a lot of ways, it is just like the timing of where that hits is historic for shows. Usually, it is like season four or five. Yeah, um, a lot of these shows are like with Vampire Diaries in particular with season four, and w- w- a lot of shows kind of just start to go off the rails at that point mm-hmm. in their run. I think that what high school does is a setting, is it forces all these very disparate characters to interact in this space. Right. Which is why we all fucking hate being in high school. Right. Uh, It's because you're forced, you're, you're all forced together. And then as soon as everyone goes to college, you've got like, well, you know, Buffy and Willow are going to college, but Xander's not, or, you know, whatever other examples, like it sort of separates and changes that dynamic. Um, So I think maybe part of it is, is due to the change in setting, but part of it might just be like where it comes in the, the lifespan of a show right
3: yeah
1: and i think a lot of more people can relate to high school years than college years because not everybody goes to college and i think a lot of people go to high school and kind of a lot of people uh, do go to high school yeah Mm -hmm. oh at least in yeah but i don't know um anybody else have a favorite
2: arc of riverdale that they... I only watched the first season, to be honest. So
3: So that one, that's your favorite.
2: Sure. <laughs> so, But I will pick the moment that has stuck with me the longest, which is when we find out that Cheryl Blossom's dad is not really a ginger, and you just see all those mannequin heads <laughs> with the red wigs <laughs> on them. Ooh, yeah. And that's what I think of all the time. Also, Cheryl just watching her house burn down oh, is really yeah. fun. Is really just good.
1: Cheryl, honestly. Cheryl, yeah. per Cheryl.
2: Perfection. <laughs> She's a maniac.
1: I love her. She's like one of my favorite characters. Jams?
3: Oh, I think we, y'all both skipped also the second part of that question. Yeah, I did. Favorite CW superhero show. Are we just going to come back to that? Let's do the
0: Riverdale thing first, and then we can, yeah.
3: Um, So I've only seen. All of season one and most of season two of Riverdale because I stopped watching it when I was no longer obligated to watch it for our CW <laughs> podcast that we recorded. Wow. It
1: was a lot of TV we had to watch.
3: We were watching one. like six or seven shows at a time Yeah, uh, to stay up to date on. All three of our, we
0: had three podcasts between the four of us. Well, Bess, you weren't on.
2: I'm just, this is my this one.
0: Is your first. But James and May and I had three podcasts between the, the three of us
3: prior to this one, all of which were just homework assignments that we gave ourselves
0: and
1: i was so much <laughs> this movie
3: that we can't stand <laughs> or this movie that has a reputation for being absolutely terrible right the
1: haters cast was rough to do just yeah we watched movies that most of us hated or one of us liked but the rest of us were like fuck we have to watch gone with the wind yeah uh disclaimer known in this group likes gone with nobody the wind, watched gone so. with
0: there's the wind
2: there's no good part to it so
0: so okay, so but yeah, back to your Riverdale.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think my favorite story arc has to be the the the. Um, this is season two. The drug war between the <laughs> Serpents and the Ghoulies. The Ghoulies yeah. for for two big reasons, and they are both uh, just verbal. Uh, one is Janked. a drug war between the Serpents and the Ghoulies. Yes. Mm-hmm. and yes, May, The second is. The drug they're fighting over is called Jingle Jangle. It's wonderful. I and love it it's so <laughs> like
1: pixie sticks. And there actually is a candy called Jingle Jangle and you can buy it at Trader Joe's.
3: It's like, it's so perfect because I know that that's a poll from Archie Comics. It's like Jingle Jangle is something in Archie Comics, but it's not drugs. But like, it literally sounds like what an Archie character would call drugs in general. Yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. if, and like I was, comic- if I was writing like, Brendan Fraser and Encino Man or something. Like, what are the kids today doing the jingle jangle? Like, Uh it's so spot on. It's perfect. It's so good.
1: Yeah, and that's so Riverdale because like, what year is it? Because it seems like... (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, right? Yeah. So...
3: I like shows that have that vibe, though.
1: Yeah, they're... Yeah.
3: Completely implacable.
1: Riverdale, my favorite character, Cheryl. Implacable? Unplaceable. Goes on. Uh, Actually, I hope that they end soon so that we can just remember our characters
3: i love it when a show ends early on their own accord Yeah. yep because I love they, when they're like no nope, two seasons was good we're done
1: because they're just riverdale's off the rails well we have the joke what's the joke they like um you are a writer for riverdale but you could only watch the episode before and then you have to just like
0: yeah, yeah. i don't remember who tweeted that but yeah it's like exquisite corpse style yeah uh, I think for me, I, I also fell off of Riverdale after a few seasons. I think just because you were watching it, Megan, I stuck around a little bit longer. But it got too incomprehensible for me. I really, <laughs> as I said, I really love the Chip Zdarsky-Jughead comics. You write all like the Mark Wade like mm-hmm. Riverdale the- comics, right? Yeah.
1: Well, I picked up the first one because Fiona Staples does the artwork for the first trade. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the first trade. And I love Fiona Staples' artwork. And I love Archie, so it's like perfect, but she doesn't stick around. For it, unfortunately she's
3: the artist for saga mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah
0: but uh i think i don't know if i have a favorite like story art from riverdale i really love the episode with tony todd in it where he's like super ominous about riverdale's dark history you know what i'm talking just about being tony todd exactly do y'all remember that
1: is he the one that lives in the trailer that's jughead's grandpa
0: no he's the he's candy man
1: Oh yeah,
3: it's the the mortician from the Final Destination mm-hmm. movies. I yeah, I yeah, like
0: man. Riverdale when it is, and I like the Archie verse in general when it is supernatural or is it like hinting at the supernatural? Because like some of my like I love Afterlife with Archie, mm-hmm. Vampironica, yeah, Vampironica. Um, I love that shit in the comics, and so with the show when it's like kind of pushing up against that and like hinting at that, the um goblins and. What was it? Goblins, Goblins and, and g- gargoyles. Goblins and gargoyles. The D and D arc, like that, felt really kind of dark and supernatural. Like the way that that whatever it was called looked.
1: It's the the f- whatever it was called. Yeah, the creature. Yeah. The it starts with the G. It's just probably like the gargoyle. It's just the gargoyle king. The gargoyle, the gargoyle king. king.
0: That's what it was. Yeah, I I like that shit quite a bit. Uh, I was heartbroken that my personal ship. Uh, Jug P never came to fruition. And it never will. Jughead and Sweet P. But um, what about uh, CW superhero shows? I think we all love The Flash, right? It's gotta be The Flash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For us as a group, it's definitely The Flash. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen The Flash.
2: I've seen random episodes. That's true. I've watched... The only show that I've watched, like, complete seasons of is Supergirl, which I liked.
3: Yeah, Yeah, Supergirl's
2: good. You told me that you thought I would like Flash more, so I need to go back and watch that. And I also need to watch...
3: I don't know if I said you would like Flash more. I mean, cause oh. Supergirl's very good. It's personal preference, I think. But I think you, if you like Supergirl, if you like Supergirl, you would definitely also like the Flash. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And for me, I, th- I think that the the sort of the core group dynamic in our show in Chill Haven and the Flash is very similar. Mm-hmm. You have like a a person who has superpowers in this case, Penny. Mm-hmm. You have a a dorky scientist friend like Cisco would be Zeke, right? And then Angela is, you know, uh,
3: whatever mundane other person is around.
1: <laughs> That's rude. Um,
3: <laughs> who is Angela in The Flash? I kind of feel like she's like uh, uh, Tom Felton's character from season three or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'll
1: take it. I um, My favorite Flash moment that I can remember, there's two. Danny Trehat. trejo Trejo. danny trejo Trejo is um cisco's girlfriend's dad yeah and then he just shows up and he's like being really threatening and then says something and then cisco's like what and then he goes i don't know where you go when you die so the line is
0: (laughs) uh he's talking about hunting whoever the uh cisco's girlfriend's like last boyfriend was danny trejo's talking about like hunting him down and cisco goes well what happened to him after that and danny trejo goes i don't know I don't know where you go when you die. Ah, that's
1: <laughs> so funny, and also when Barry um goes to jail when he's like
3: <laughs> emo oh, Barry, man. yeah,
1: prison Barry. Ah, uh, that facial hair.
3: Oh man, Grant Gustin, our beautiful bone eating boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, Black uh, Lightning is also Black fantastic. Lightning's legit good. That's what th- I need to watch. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good TV show. Yeah. I didn't finish it, um, because I think we were just yeah I was getting burnt out on oddly enough yeah just because we were watching so much of it for the podcast and like binging it so and we had to like fully pay attention you know um but yeah like black lightning is really good
0: i i don't know if any of y'all have watched it but i love legends of tomorrow that show is first of all huge bisexual energy Mm -hmm. um like white canary and constantine um but it's just fucking fun it's like Doctor Who, when Doctor Who was good, kind of vibes. Yeah, like it's, uh, which is rarely, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's just really fun and goofy and like swashbuckly, queer. I don't know. I, I I dig it quite a bit. Um, I also, I mean, I've watched almost all of Arrow. I really like Arrow. Uh,
1: I can't get into Arrow. Or what's the one Daredevil? That's not a CW show.
0: That's thing. not a CW show. But it's a Marvel show. You I really want you to watch season two of Daredevil. I think you would really like it. I really think you would respond <laughs> to Electra as a Shaking character. head dramatically You would, you would love <laughs>
3: Elektra. And I feel like Foggy's in it a lot less, and you hate Foggy. I hate Foggy. I don't understand why. He's you hated little- Cisco at first too, and then you came around.
1: Yeah, Cisco's good. Froggy's a little perv. <laughs> perv what does he do
0: perv that's pervy? Boy.
1: What else is he, he drank in? Milk. Yeah, he drinks Rude. cow's milk. Direct call. We call James a little milk perv because <laughs> we are vegan in this household, but um, three, three fifths of, us, of
3: this household are vegan. Therefore, it's a vegan household. It should be James God damn a little pervert it. milk.
1: Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, I love the CW. I can talk about CW forever. I will also say that talking about Archie. Katie Keen only ran for a season but if you like Archieverse Katie Keen is in that Archieverse um Josie ends up going to that show and also mm-hmm. um Casey Cott whatever oh, his character uh, is Kevin Kevin Kevin's on yeah. it too um not know
0: Kevin's last name
1: But I like that show I thought it was good Probably like fucking
0: Jellybean or something
1: <laughs> Kevin Jelly 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 Bean. Jellybean It isn't Jellybean Jellybean sisters <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god. And then I just okay, I just love all the characters in Riverdale. I really do.
3: I think Phil, pushing on what you said about Riverdale being being at its best when it's pushing a like pushing the envelope on Supernatural. how weird and silly it can get. I feel like it was a big missed opportunity not having Sabrina be... Part of a shared universe. They Riverdale. tried, oh.
1: though. I mean, it was. It's.
3: I mean, they wrote they, themselves into a corner a bit because Sabrina's from Greendale, and they already done had Greendale in Riverdale, and it's a, a, like a gang-run hellscape, apparently. <laughs>
1: well, they they hint on it, and then like the only crossover they had in Sabrina. I'm not even done with Sabrina either. I loved it, but it slowed down for me a little bit.
0: It's really bad. Yeah,
1: the first season's good, but the rest is pretty horrible. But um, there is a pizza guy that comes on the first episode, I think he's in there, of Sabrina, and he's the same pizza guy that I think was fucking Miss Grundy. Remember that young boy? I mean, Archie, but also, yeah, somebody that was was like, that was like the whole like, ooh, they're both in Riverdale and Sabrina because they couldn't, Do the crossover because Netflix owns Arena.
2: So, but now it's over. So, rip. Just a game, get over it. Just a game, get
0: over it. Just a game. You know what else is over? This question. That question. Bess.
2: Pick a question. Pick a question. I'll ask this one to Philip. Oh, that's me. It is from Silver Blaze. What is your process for coming up with the threats for our main characters to fight? Asking as a fellow Mon Week keeper
0: uh yeah that is a terrific question um that i wish i had a better answer to so you know our our kind of thing with this show just because of the characters that y'all created penny being like a supernatural spiritualist like a sort of um character and then zeke being a kind of explicitly like science fiction
3: character Mm -hmm. uh not very hard sci-fi though i feel as we learned in the last story arc
0: (laughs) no well that so that's kind of what i'm getting to is uh and then angela obviously is a mundane i I felt like i i wanted the vibe of the show when i was sort of conceiving of it initially again after y'all had come up with those characters i wanted to be able to marry those two things to marry the supernatural elements with the the more science fiction elements which is great because I'm a huge comic book fan and that's something I think comic books do particularly really, really well, right? Like you've got Dr. Strange flying around with Iron Man, right? You've got, um, like Hellboy, uh, Hellboy and the BPRD comics are actually a huge, huge influence for me for this show. Um, but you've got like demons from hell and pyrokinetics and literal spiritual mediums, uh, along with, um, like, robots and kind of like atomic age uh like retro sci-fi technology so i wanted that vibe and so each monster i try to come at it from that angle of like how do we marry these two worlds or at least uh have have elements of these two kind of things present in there the first monster arc i did that in literally the stupidest way humanly possible by having the monster (laughs) be Haunted robots. <laughs> <laughs> you say stupid. I say efficient. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. In the second monster act with the were it's it's uh, a little bit more abstract. The, the in terms of how they connect, but I I thought of it more as like um a Spider-Man villain. Like Spider-Man villains are always to me kind of both those worlds. It's like a supernatural thing. Like man wolf or like Mobius the living vampire, right? It's like a supernatural thing that's coming from like a super
3: science-y sort of place. Oh, I I tried to cure my blood disease and whoops, it made me a vampire. Right,
0: exactly. So that that's kind of where I was coming with from with the werewolves is like, okay, I want to do werewolves, but like, uh, you know, it's it's not just. I went out into a haunted glade in England and got bit by a big black dog. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, my mom had the, my super scientist mom had the werewolf blood serum in the lab. And also we have like these animatronic furry heads and outfits, you know? (laughs) So it's something that was like a supernatural thing, but was like tinged with super science and science fiction and like, um, brought into the world from a place of science fiction. Um, so that's kind of always what I'm trying to do. The the next uh the next arc um I in my opinion I think I I'm it's leaning a bit more sci-fi than it is supernatural, but there's definitely like supernatural and horror elements that are in tr- like inherent in it. So we'll see how that plays out. Um so yeah, that's basically it. I have my chocolate of like 40 phenomena and cryptids and I have my peanut butter of like <laughs> comic book sci-fi and i swirl them together and hopefully create a delicious candy bar Mm. james would you like to choose a question
3: yeah i've got mine this question is for may and bess
2: hit me with it yep
3: who's it from this question comes to us from jess
2: hey jess hi
3: jess hello and thank you you're wonderful i put out
0: a call for questions in the discord by the way if you happen to listen to this show and you're not in the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord, the Discord for our podcast network, I highly fucking recommend it. It's really cool. Everyone there is incredibly uh kind and welcoming.
1: And gay.
0: And gay. And you will find other great like real play shows. You'll find other great fans and creators. It's it's a it's a cool place to be. And we're in it all the time, You'll chatting. All- so
1: my favorite feature of the Discord is the animal pictures.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but anyway, we we put our call for questions for this uh, on Twitter and the Discord and just like out of the gate.
3: I had like 10 questions <laughs> for us. So thank you so much. Thank we appreciate you. you. So they ask, what are Angela and Penny's personas?
2: Did you come up with yours? Uh-huh. Okay, take it away. Okay, so I did put a little thought to it. So I don't think I came up with this quite on the fly. <laughs> so I think that Penny has to be an owl.
3: Ooh. Um I'm yeah. thinking sense. I'm yeah. thinking
2: like a barn owl so they have like uh dark but like dark beady scary mm-hmm. eyes. Just black pits. Yeah, and her name is Pluma Peepers.
3: Pluma Peepers. <gasps> wow, that's Peepers. so good. good. Thank you. What, what kind of shit? outfit.
2: So I was thinking about that. My first instinct was to like like, all black emo-ish, but I kind of don't like that, so I think I, uh, like, dress like a hip librarian.
0: Hell yeah. Love Yeah, that. like, you comfy to... sweater. Okay, yeah.
2: Maybe, yeah. like, a plaid skirt, uh some, like, uh, like burgundy tights, and then, like, a little booty. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling. On your feet. hmm <laughs> 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 Yes.
0: <laughs> That's a very good answer.
2: Um,
1: so... I think Angela would be a swan because they're Checks scary. Out, yeah. <laughs> right? They are scary, scary
3: and beautiful. Yes,
1: yeah, scary and beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. They will break your arm. Yes, um,
3: legitimately. Do not approach a swan.
1: Yeah. So this is it's my
3: warning to you.
1: <laughs> James is very afraid. Um, but yeah, I like that. And then we were earlier. Bess and I were talking about names and stuff for our personas, and I'm gonna go with this one because do it. I think that. My Swan outfit, and I think this is because I just started watching or er, listening to <laughs> Super Idols, the another podcast that's on our network that I really enjoy. It's about high schoolers that are pop stars with superpowers, <laughs> and like that is so up my fucking alley. It's like
0: a, it's like a combination between like My Hero Academia and Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm.
1: And I read a comic book called The Wicked and the Divine, and it's about like gods that get into human bodies, and they and they can be really popular in pop stars. So it kind of reminds me of that. But I think my swan would be kind of like a diva pop star <laughs> swan named. I didn't come up with this, Bessie, because she's so smart at this. Uh, her name is
2: <laughs> Swane on a Grande. <laughs> it can also fuck. be if you really wanted to commit Swanee on a Swan Day. Oh, no. but that might be a little too That's much. That's Yeah, yeah. Swanee on
3: a Grande is it? Uh, Bess, you also came up with Chompers McTeeth. Yeah, you came up. Well, I came up with McTeeth, but yeah, because. Phil asked what my persona name was and Zeke just went, uh, and then you went Chompers. And I said, yes, Captain Chompers. It's gotta be good
1: at something. <laughs> Bess is really quippy and quick on to think about. Thank you. Good things. True. But yeah, I'm sitting there with like a, trying to, think of something and like we're on a, <laughs> a what was it uh it was like a name generator yeah, name for generator. furries but then Bess was just like well how about and i was like that is better than all of this that i'm seeing did you use a furry generator uh-huh yep because i saw a, uh 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 average hoof was average, that it yeah there yeah. was like one yeah of them. i
0: absolutely use the furry name generator because
1: yep, we saw one of the last names i was like hmm
0: thunder Pellet silly nose is still my absolute so good. jam
3: it's really good silly
1: nose yeah that was a fun question
0: Thanks again, Jess. Uh I'm going to come at y'all with n- another Jess question actually. What was everyone's favorite moment of the season?
1: I like I have a couple moments I really like.
0: Also, real quick, are we calling these seasons? I've been calling them monster arcs. Do y'all feel like a monster arc is a season or mm-hmm. Yeah, a season. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I really like when Penny and Angela are in the ghillie suits <laughs> and just being ding-dongs around there. And then <laughs> I like good. Vesper and Zeke's just their moments together. I really like their like rivalry and collaboration, mm-hmm. forced
3: collaboration. There's was very little collaboration. They basically <laughs> just built it yeah. while I wasn't looking. But
1: then they collabed and shot up some people
3: Again, no, I just dragged them around <laughs> while I did it. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Gotta well, start yeah. somewhere? Yeah. Um I could watch, watch, we don't watch anything. Uh-uh. I could listen to Flo and Angela just talk about anything for hours, I think. I love Angela making breakfast. That's all that sh- she's doing, but
3: I can Flo- hear the eggs burning <laughs> from here.
2: He <laughs> laughed so hard at that. I also love Zeke and Vesper together. I love the dynamic. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. I just like anything that challenges Zeke. Same. Mm-hmm. That Me just can- like grinds your gears.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, get ready for this next story arc. I it's can't really wait. easy
3: to. <laughs> <laughs> He's really easy to fluster and annoy.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's really easy for you to annoy everybody else too. Not you, Zeke. Zeke. Zeke.
3: Uh huh. Just, just uh-huh. Zeke. <laughs> Good cover. Um. Yeah I think I think I mean I don't want to like hmm. Hmm. I don't want to be self-aggrandizing but I really enjoyed that I bit myself with a were crocodile oh in my. order to turn into a were crocodile to fight a giant were rat. Of course, your favorite thing is something you did. No, but
1: that was... I, for <laughs> me, that was probably, like, the most shocked I was I in was the mad. whole season. P- like, Penny. Bess and I were just staring <laughs> at each other, like, when this was happening. I knew it
3: was coming, like, 30 minutes before it happened. I knew it was going to happen. Jesus. Zeke I, knew it was going to happen.
1: That was wild. I was shocked. It was great. shocked. And I love Emma... Mm-hmm. Now that I, she's not gonna kill us right now. Yeah, yeah. me I really best like Emma. loves
2: Emma. Mm-hmm. Me Penny is horrified. Yeah, the,
3: the Emma reveal at the end was good because I feel like we we uh figured out like the source of the monster and what the monster was pretty freaking quick. This arc,
1: like the second
3: episode, like we talked. I, I think we've Phil, you and I have talked about this uh, before, off mic. But like that moment in the first, in the very first episode of the arc, where Carlos is like. No, he's hanging out with that click of furries that everybody <laughs> knows. And and I, me and Zeke are both just immediately like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: and I thought, like, that was brought up. And me, Megan, was like, we don't need to check this out. That's stupid. That's just something Phil threw at us. And then Zeke slash James was like, we need to go. No, we and,
3: have to meet them. <laughs> but I was
1: like, this is, I don't, why would we need to do that? But surprise, surprise. <laughs> but then we also knew the goat was. We, we said something about Emma being the goat or something pretty early on, too, as a joke, I Oh, think. yeah. Well, that
3: was the other thing I was going to say was, like, I feel like we caught on to the Blankenthropes immediately. Yeah. And I did not see Emma coming at all. Do y'all ever...
0: Hmm, at, at the risk of derailing this question, because I do want to talk about my favorite moments, but do y'all ever get... Are y'all able to sense when we're playing the stuff that is, like... Things that I have planned that you are discovering, versus things that is are are me adapting to where y'all's interests or does it you see I'm saying versus like can y'all tell when it's like something I have planned versus me adapting to what y'all are doing and kind of
1: I can't because you're too smooth Mm -hmm. you don't pause
2: yeah it's like after the fact when you're like. Y'all didn't get to anything that I had planned. Y'all haven't met any <laughs> of the characters that I had created for you. It's fine. Like, I I didn't notice for the most part. Unless it's something ridiculous James says. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. just, like, pause for a second and look at him, and you're like...
3: I-. Like Mr. But then Johnson, you- the theater director. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> no. I'm gonna cut this out, but then you left it all.
3: Yeah, it was too funny to cut yeah. out. James wouldn't
2: stop talking about
0: it. Yeah, also
3: I referenced it constantly throughout the episode <laughs> yeah. to ensure that it stayed.
1: <laughs> Such an asshole.
0: <laughs> the reason I ask is, and I don't want to give... I don't want to like part the kimono too much because I feel like that kind of ruins the fun, but I will say that there, there definitely were big plot elements of this arc that were planned. And there were big plot elements of this arc that were just totally developed naturally out of things y'all like quote unquote discovered in the moment or where your interests lied in the moment or like where this, where this arc ended up was uh, in a very different place than where I had sort of planned it.
1: Well, we wouldn't
0: have known. Um, so some some of my favorite moments this season, I think for me, the the Zeke Squirrel Monster scene, <laughs> to me, I about that. is emblematic of like everything I think that this medium can do, and like this genre and this show can do, like of again that that mix of like comic book science fiction and horror and mm-hmm allowing a character to which is something that james you're very good at taking advantage of like allowing you to say whatever the fuck you want right (laughs) quantum (laughs) atoms matter replicators all of that Uh and then having the role go so bad (laughs) uh you you know i was i was actually um i was talking to silver blaze in the discord about this about their monster weekend and they were kind of asking uh how do you handle op characters and my attitude with 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 real play is like, you, you don't really have to worry about it that much because even if you let a character make up a bunch of wild fucking shit like that, they can biff the role and then none of it matters, Yeah, you know? and Or so,
3: it does matter and it's horrible. It's really bad. And yeah. so
0: that, that moment, that whole scene was just so beautiful and like, <laughs> it was so fun to do. Um, I still think about quantum Adam all the time. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, and I, I'll say another one for me was the uh, the Ethan Vashcock scene I thought was really fun. Oh,
3: man, so mm-hmm. good. I like being able to throw y'all for a loop. Uh, and Ethan
1: Vashcock?
3: I- the, the, <laughs> the big strong lady with the blimp that uh, challenged my dad to a monster hunt. Oh, yeah. Ethan D. Vashcock the fourth. I don't, yeah. it's- uh, World's greatest cryptozoologist. But not world's foremost, apparently. <laughs> I mean, Jeff has a TV show, so yeah, he is the world's foremost- He's the one everyone knows. When are we ever gonna see his show? I don't know.
1: Well, he's been gone.
3: Yeah, he's been he's been. He, when when he comes back, he's gonna have a whole special about the Mongolian deathworms and the Mongolian steps.
0: I'll throw him a party for it.
3: Is it steps or step? I think it's step. I thought yeah, I think it's singular.
0: But that and that had a moment too in that bit that I thought was really funny, which was um, y'all had like gone to such great lengths to describe how you get down into Jeff's lab. And then this <laughs> explosion goes off and all of a sudden it's like, okay, but how do you get back out? Like you came down here on a big slide. Like how do you get out? Yeah. And so that, that sort of collaborative, like, even on a small scale, but like that kind of collaborative world building like that, I really, I really enjoy when I can just like throw a question at y'all and I'm like, how does this work? We're, like, what's going on. And I, all three of you to a person are incredibly good at like having an answer ready and like being able to come up with something. I think it's 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 what makes this mode of storytelling so fun.
1: I have two more favorite moments. Okay. When Greg Frodrucker, I liked <laughs> that whole nonsense stuff and then um, Another
0: example of something that like literally just uh, there Greg Frodrucker did not exist. Until you biffed that roll to get through that fence. And then Grud Fudrucker became a person.
1: And he died. And um, now he has a
0: memorial we'll gift We'll never show.
1: forget him. <laughs> yep. Um, and also, I really, really, really like the scene where Penny and Zeke spray Bart with... <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was really good. The silver, Fuck, it is really good.
1: It's really, really funny. It's
2: modern. Mm-hmm.
0: Anytime the three of you have to lie about something is just so choice.
3: Yeah, when Zeke shows up to Penny's house and she's like, we're, "We're gonna have to do it when he's not looking. We're gonna have to spray your dad head <laughs> to toe while he's not looking." Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was a good moment. And we freaking did. Yep. No,
3: we didn't. We just lied to him and told him it was deodorant.
2: Well, it worked. It worked, and he was fine, and he didn't get sick, and nothing bad happened. No. He did turn blue. A lot blue. That's just his skin color.
0: Hello, everyone. It's me, your game master, Philip Dressman. Just a couple quick things uh, before we get back to the rest of the chill sesh. First of all, I wanna say thank you so much to everyone who submitted questions for us for this chill sesh. Uh, it made the, the whole format of this show possible. Um, so thank you so much to all of you. Your questions were fantastic and we couldn't have done it without you. Um, one week from today, 420 Blaze It, we will be back with a brand new monster arc. So as April 27th will be the first episode of Prospect Quandary, our brand new arc. And y'all, things are about to get <laughs> pretty wild. Uh, so buckle on to your, you know, hat belts or whatever. Um, uh, also, as always, if you're not already a patron, you're missing out on a lot of cool stuff. That episode of Real Chill Waves of Sambucha that you heard uh, on the main feed here over the last couple of weeks is just a uh sample of the offerings of bonus stuff we have over on our patreon we also uh james and i have been um making our way through a full random seed tournament bracket of batman villains to determine who is the best batman villain of all time uh, we've got a game of parsley uh that we all played on there where we explore a spooky manner um We've got my game notes, uh, the original soundtrack of, like, full versions of all of James's songs, um, plus more bonus episodes and stuff coming out every single week. Uh, you can find that over at patreon.com slash chillhavenhigh. Uh, lastly, we are a member of the Be Gay Roll Dice podcast network, uh, a delightful network of all real play RPG podcasts from LGBTQIA players and creators. Uh, We've got a link to the Discord for the network in the show notes. Um, If you're not in there already, I highly recommend it. Uh, There's a lot of really great people, a lot of really great podcasts, uh, and just a nice cool place to hang out and talk about RPGs or look at cute animal pictures or whatever else you want to do. So yeah, check out the Discord. Um, Speaking of Be Gay Roll Dice Network, on that network, you can find The Last Tapestry, Something is wrong in the city of Astoria Heights, and the only ones who can set it right are a would-be starlet, a nun with strangely prophetic dreams, and a mobster on a divine mission. They know that a rift will open up in the city, utterly destroying it. And they know this because they have lived it more than once. Fate is dead, and they're the replacements. The Last Tapestry is a D&D 5E podcast featuring an all-LGBTQ cast, set in a homebrew world with a 1920s aesthetic. Find it on your favorite podcast app or follow it on Twitter at The Last Tapestry to find out when new episodes drop. All right, and now the rest of this chill sesh at Chill Haven High. Hey, you want to uh, find another question?
1: Yeah, so this one is for Phil... I'm um, from Alec. What's up Alec?
0: Hi Alec. Alec varsity level patron Alec.
1: Mhm. Um I'm super interested in Philip's thoughts as y'all kidnapped Vesper. <laughs> that seems like a bit of a plot twist, so I wanted to see if they had any kind of reaction to that action.
0: Yeah, that definitely that definitely threw me for a loop. Um so here's how the game monster of the week is supposed to go. <laughs> <laughs> is You have a team of hunters. The hunters become aware of a monster. The hunters investigate to find out what kind of monster it is and what its weaknesses are. They then make a plan based on that information (laughs) to defeat the monster. And there's a lot of like kind of hard mechanical elements of this game involved in that planning and preparation. What happens with y'all is (laughs) y'all go about your lives. There's a monster happening. Y'all go about your lives. The monster kills some people. Y'all investigate and then just wing it, which is hilarious and true to all of your characters. And I love it.
1: It's hard to like it's different from a television show because you can't you have to describe everything out like it it moves so much slower. So it's hard to just I don't know.
0: It's hard to say, hey, let's make a plan and then execute it.
1: Yes, because we got other scenes and stuff to do. Sometimes we got tofu dogs to eat. Gotta seances to do.
0: I- so yeah, I I I and and I I'm I try to be very prep light with this game and as a GM in in general now like these days. Um, so typically the only prep that I'll do is I have uh, the monster countdown right. Like here's the escalating terrible things that are going to happen if the monster isn't stopped. And then I have a handful of like kind of plug in anywhere like, character, like, moves or complications. Like, just, for instance, one that I had written, I had a time for this one, is Bart White is going to get a new job that puts him in danger. Like, that's a move that I could plug in. Obviously, I didn't know it was going to be security guard because I didn't know Greg Fudrucker was mm-hmm. going to exist. But, so, I'll have that. But in terms of, like, big story, big, like, uh, narrative arc, I don't really have. In terms of overall, like, narrative arc, like, like big like capital S-A story arc, I kind of know what's going on in this world. But even that is subject to change based on what y'all do and where your interests are and where your character stuff goes. Um, all of which is to say is what I did not expect is y'all to be like, okay, we found out who the werefurries are. Let's go beat them up in the teacher's parking lot. <laughs> it
1: is funny. It's hard because I feel like Zeke and Angela just try to... F- feed and take it like feed off each other's energy and like take it one step further to escalate constantly yeah Yeah. but that's just anytime I feel like we play a game well we did it in the housewives thing too you'll see you'll see scream yeah we just scream it's a screaming match I don't know why we need to play characters that don't do that next time
3: because when we played housewives we like we started the conflict and I think the very first flashback scene we do is me pissing on the table (laughs) and then we had to go up from there
1: So we're just screaming at each other. We get a text from Patty, our other roommate, and um, she's like, "Y'all remember that we have neighbors? <laughs>
2: like, we do Um.
0: Yeah. So. So yeah, Alec. It did. It. It threw me for a loop. But um, I don't want to give anything away. But I think anyone who th- maybe thinks stuff through can imagine that there might be some consequences down the road for. Uh, attacking and kidnapping a student at school, throwing a smoke bomb, and then going back to that school and shooting a bunch of smoke bombs at people in their classes.
2: Nah. I didn't even participate, so... Nah. Sorry. Uh,
0: nah. I
1: w- y- mm, someone's well, going to be Probably in not. It's not going to be Penny and I.
0: But I, and I'm super glad that it happened because it led to a lot of, I think, great stuff with Vesper. You know, the reason... The reason I decided to have Vesper in the furry clique when I was planning out this arc is because, like... I like Vesper as a character. I feel like they kind of got, they fell by the wayside and they're only really in the first episode of the first monster arc, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we had a whole, I don't know if anyone knows this, but we started recording a second season and we lost all the footage.
0: I think we talked about the lost episodes before on the last, really? last show, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But Vesper was starting to be more a part of that arc too.
0: But I, yeah, I like Vesper a lot. I like Vesper as a foil for Zeke. Um, and so I wanted, I wanted to have Vesper in there. Um, and yeah, so to, to have y'all kidnap Vesper definitely came out of nowhere for me. But as soon as it happened, my wheel started turning of like the opportunities. Like, I think we, uh, I think we all kind of pointed out to each other, like the very vampire diaries nature of the, like capturing the villain and Mm -hmm. like, and tying them up and interrogating them. That stuff's great. So
1: I mean, that's like a huge, like, I wish that I would have written that show, even though it falls apart, but I feel like Vampire Diaries just goes so off the fucking rails, and I love that. Like, every time I think about Vampire Diaries, like, they do whatever the fuck they want, mm-hmm. and I want Dangerous Times at Shellhaven High to be like that.
0: They don't hold anything back. And no. That, that's how I try to be in the storytelling of the show, is like, if you have an idea don't be coy about your idea. Like, don't, be, don't do not like the J.J. J. Abrams, Damon Lindelof, like lost Westworld thing. Lindelof redeemed himself. Okay. Yeah. Watchmen was good, but.
3: The J.J. J. Abrams, uh, fucking Christopher Nolan, Jonathan Nolan. Nolan shit. Brothers.
0: Westworld, I think, is the worst offender, actually. Uh, it, of like. Stephen Moffat. Being so precious with your idea that you're just feeding it out piecemeal, like crumbs and hints and like generating mystery just for the sake of like stringing an audience along with like Vampire Diaries isn't precious about anything. It's just like, here's 100 ideas that we had in one season and we're going to blow through this plot like a fucking
3: like race car. You well, know?
1: they're not precious about any one either. Right.
3: Yeah, exactly. They write plot like how the Zucker brothers write jokes. Like yeah, it's just exactly. as many things as you can. Some of it's going to stick. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter because another thing happens right afterwards. Yeah, I I, I think
0: it. that is admirable and something worth striving for in, in this particular kind of genre
1: storytelling. Yeah, I love it. I want to be Vampire Diaries, but funny.
3: You say that like Vampire Diaries isn't fucking hilarious. It's... We all did decide, is though. that's that, that stoner talk? <laughs> We all have
0: decided, I think, recently that as much as we aspirationally want to be Vampire Diaries (laughs) and Riverdale, we are Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. We are Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Because we're
2: ding-dong. We're a bunch of
0: ding-dongs. If you haven't watched that show, I highly recommend it. Uh, it It's very horrific and graphic, but it's straight up fucking stoner comedy. Yeah, Yeah,
1: and that's what I feel. It literally is. (laughs) Our show <laughs> yeah.
3: occasionally a little bit problematic i would say there's but... some
0: problematic stuff yeah um I, I think any comedy that i don't know any comedy you're gonna like that's more than a year old there's gonna be shit that's gonna be a little bit cringy yeah but, uh but it is yeah it's very much our vibe yeah so that alec i hope i answered your question to your satisfaction uh james your turn to pick one. i think
2: i think it's best
0: oh yeah. wait did you ask alex's mm-hmm. question okay yeah. so
2: what are you excited about for the next arc? This is for everyone from Jess.
1: I know that my character is going to be going through some changes.
0: Do you? How much do you want to talk about that? That's it. But we can be very, very vague and say that we are all approaching our first advanced level up, mm-hmm. uh, which can come with some big changes for characters. So that that's definitely something that we're all looking forward to. Well, and I think we can say that with regard to Angela, I think Emma Riley Woods dropped kind of a big hint about Angela. I don't know how much y'all
3: picked up on that. Well, yeah,
2: cuz she said it about both of us.
0: Yeah. So, right. yeah. I
2: I don't Zeke was passed
1: out? Yes.
3: That sounds correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I'm looking forward to I mean, I was, we were talking about this in the car the other day is mm-hmm. I'm looking for more Penny and Angela scenes and figuring out like our stuff that's going on because obviously there's stuff going on with Penny Mm -hmm. and it's getting more serious and then something's going on with Angela and Emma knows it. So I think just more Penny, Angela figuring our stuff out is Mm -hmm. what I'm excited for. Um, And more Vesper.
2: And Zeke, more heck with cute little ears. Yeah. Well, extra ears that we I don't want to get rid of them. That was another question. Yeah, that was oh. another
0: question. Just absolutely we're not gonna get rid no. of no. Heck's ears. No. Heck
2: is perfect.
3: We did cut the whole bit in that episode where Zeke takes the silver and like touches everybody to make sure they're cured and Heck is cured, even though he still has the ears. Um, I thought it was implicit. That's yeah, why I, I cut
0: that out. I thought it was kind of a given.
3: Yeah.
1: Heck is cute and we love Heck. hmm
0: My, you know, if you do want an explanation for Heck's ears. I mean, like we the meta explanation is I, I wanted to have a Catboy in the show. Yeah. The, the story explanation is like there's definitely some sort of like adapted kind of biological cybernetic technology going in there that I think probably intermingled with the werewolf DNA in a kind of like. Unpredictable and emergent way,
3: right? It, 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 his software has an algorithm that's like this: is What your body's supposed to look like, mm-hmm. like a little bit of what bit him? A shu- was it the sugar glider that bit him?
0: Uh, if you go back and listen to the episode, I do say that the rabbit is the one who drops his arm out of his mouth, but um, apparently a sugar glider bit him first.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, it, he was fighting the he was fighting the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah sugar glider bit him, and the algorithm is like. Uh, 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 oops, a zero moved. Now you get you okay, this is what you look like. And talking about like emergent storytelling, did did I create the hair
0: the character Heck Gently and anticipate him being a uh Femme presenting cat boy? No, I did not. Am I happy that he is? Yes I am.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 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 Did you even think that we would keep Heck around? I had
0: no idea. Um so I I think I talked about this in the last chill sesh, but My very minimal like world building notes for this game before we started playing involved four NPCs that uh, were teens that I wanted to like to have in y'all's world. One of them was a robot quarterback. One of them was a ghost skater. One of them was a rival super scientist. And one of them was a little demon girl.
2: We got them, And now we got
0: them all.
3: Gotta catch them all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah.
0: In terms of like, like, no. I mean, I never know what NPCs all are gonna be drawn to and choose to interact with. Again, Vesper, y- y'all didn't really in that first arc, and that's fine.
2: Yeah, bad. They had a bad attitude.
3: They did have a bad attitude, but now mm-hmm. I like them.
2: I like uh, what the about you? two? Attitude. like them? Yeah, I've told you this. I'm sorry.
0: Mm. They're a breakout hit after yeah. this, uh, this story arc. That's not true. Emma, I think, is the breakout. Yeah. Hit. <laughs> yes. Um. What about you two? What do you? I, I may have answered, but. What are you all looking forward to?
3: Looking forward for Jeff and Sophia to be back. (gasps) (gasps) Yes. Yep. Sophia. beautiful robot lady.
1: Fuck Jeff, but I'm mad at Jeff, but Sophia will take back.
3: I'm glad that Jeff the character is back. I will be mad when Jeff, my dad, gets back. Same. (laughs) My
2: uncle. I'm excited to interact with Emma. Scared, Mm -hmm. but excited. I'm Um, so
0: excited for Emma interactions with everybody. I cannot wait
2: and yeah with Angela to figure out what's going on and i'm excited to see where the relationship with my dad goes whether it's a integral part of the next arc or not um i think it was kind of nice mm-hmm. to have that relationship there
0: yeah what about i mean penny got uh, our last monster arc ended with a pretty big penny bombshell
2: yeah um
0: I don't know if that's something to be excited about, but
2: Bess is excited. <laughs> Penny's shaking in her boots.
3: Penny wears boots
2: sometimes on the weekends. What I kind
3: know, of shoes? Penny loafers. Yeah. Ooh. What kind of shoes
2: would Penny wear? I don't know, some like boring ass sneakers. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like Target brand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bart Bart buys it. It's not great.
0: Oh, hey, Penny. Uh, <laughs> I thought you'd like these. They've got like a little kitty on the side.
2: Yeah, Dad. It's what I wanted. Thanks.
0: You were an eight, right? No. <laughs>
2: Seven.
1: <laughs> um, can I ask you a question that I asked you the other day? It's not on this list, but I sure. think that. Um, what is your favorite character to play as a GM?
0: Um, Flo's definitely the easiest. Because flow, I can just slip into no problem. We love a flow. I'm just flow now. (laughs) Um, Flow is really fun. I, I, you know, Bess, you mentioned the flow Angela interactions and they're so fucking fun. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, I, uh, there are characters that are harder to slip into, like Emma. I'm, I'm still kind of feeling out. Do it now. Just in. Uh fuck. In terms of her voice, <laughs> I usually have to cut the first line of Emma Dialogue because it's like <laughs> I go too high with her voice. Um, but she's just she's just super positive and like uh really um like threatening in that way that only like really positive and upbeat people can be. That's um, good.
2: It's the scariest
1: kind of threatening. Reminds me of Sadie, like, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh Carlos is always really fun. Almost every Arc, there's like 15 minutes on, left on the cutting room floor of Carlos and Zeke arguing about superheroes. <laughs> That's just James and Morty <laughs> Smash about Bros. Someone.
3: or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And while this is happening, I'm just on my phone.
3: Um, what was the one that got cut from the last episode? Oh, it was oh, uh, Werewolf, whether or not there are were Werewolf superheroes. superheroes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which there objectively are.
3: Yes, there are.
0: Wolfsbane. Uh, listen, if you haven't read Peter David's X Factor run, or any of Peter David's X Factor run, like his earlier X Factor, like from the '80s, or his like early 2000s one. It's so fucking good. Um, like uh, with Wolf Spain and Jamie Madrix and Strong Guy. I love Strong Guy. Um, Strong
3: Guy is a really good name
0: and a great character. Great character design. Like, yeah, I, yeah. So yeah, I, I guess that's all a long way of saying I don't. I don't know that I have a favorite NPC to play. It's more about context and the kind of interactions. Yeah. I think what I'm what I'm realizing that I need to find is a really good penny foil because I feel like Flo is a great Angela foil and Vesper is a great Zeke foil, but I because I love like Bart's interactions with Penny. I love Jeff's interactions with Penny too. Mm-hmm. Um make an Emma. But I don't I don't really have a solid like penny like bounce off of foil character. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like the one Episode we did with Violet, like Violet was a really good yeah. Penny But <laughs> Then, oops, she died. You know, yeah, it's
2: gonna bite me in the ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, that's something I gotta I gotta keep in mind. Uh, no, I don't actually, because yeah, no, I've got that covered. Never mind. I feel Ugh. like
1: Emma would be good.
0: Uh, Emma, I don't know what Emma's going to do. <laughs> 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 I, I really don't know how Emma's going to interact with people. I yeah. Well, I, I I know how Emma, I, I have some ideas about how Emma's going to interact with a couple of people, but she's such a wild card for me that I don't really.
1: That's a question is like, are you all excited about making a new friend? How do you see that relationship going? Another
0: Jess
3: question? Yeah. yeah.
2: A gestion? A I think it's going to go badly for Zeke. It didn't go well during the last interaction.
3: <laughs> no. I mean, I think that. As is rare for him, I don't think Zeke is going to do anything to like uh, bungle the situation with Emma because I think he's just going to be terrified anytime he's around her.
2: Just pass out every time.
3: I think he'll get over the fainting pretty quick, but I think if if he stays conscious, he's not going to move much.
0: Well, you mentioned, and I I think this was in an off mic conversation, James, but you mentioned that like for Zeke, like cryptids, ghosts, kind of old hat. A literal huge like Baphomet fucking demon. Yeah, it's pretty like shatters a lot of his assumptions about the world. Yeah, what
3: definitely.
2: do you think I am?
3: Psychic. It's not the same thing. Mm. Does- I don't know. Even ghosts, Zeke wasn't sold on. Yeah, <laughs> really, <laughs> until they happened.
1: I feel like your characters, um, James, has gotten like so much more afraid. I don't know if that's intentional or not. Which you is- tell me who you are right now.
3: Yeah. Which, is, which is so interesting because one of the first moves I picked is a move that makes me immune to fear based attacks. Yeah. <laughs> which I think now I with the way because at first my thought was like, uh, maybe Z was like I I kind of like sent set a like a nugget of it in the episode where deb shows zeke the crime scene photos and zeke's like oh it's not as bad when it's not in person Mm -hmm. i like had this idea that like maybe zeke just keeps getting exposed to gore and like becomes desensitized to it and that's how it comes into play but i kind of like the idea more now that he has like shaggy and scooby energy Mm -hmm. like that's my secret captain i'm always afraid (laughs) so like Fear-based moves don't work on him because he's that's just his natural tendency. Yeah, You can't freak him out more. You know what I mean? You're not going to psychologically freak him out. He's already operating that way. That's a really good point. You freak freak him out, he's going to shoot the lightning gun at you. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I'm going to have to make a monster with fear-based moves at some point because I don't know how to do that at this time.
3: There's just like, I, I just picture like it's, it's like a fry situation, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. frying the brains. Where yeah, like him biting the pineapple. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a monster comes to town and everyone's like too scared to leave their house and Zeke's just walking around in the dark going like, God damn it, God damn it, why, why am I the one? <laughs> I think it's got to be, because when I think of fear-based stuff, I think
0: of like um, psychologically based stuff from yeah. other games, like... Yeah. Um, Like eternal darkness or something like that. Things that get in your mind. Like an
3: eldritch kind of beast. Uh, Incomprehensible terrors to drive you mad. Which
0: we haven't really done a lot of cosmic horror. And I feel like the skinless ones, which were the the ghost robots, I I think hinted at some cosmic horror. Mm -hmm. And I'm personally a big fan of cosmic horror. So uh, I definitely will see more of that coming in. Mm -hmm. So that might be an opportunity to...
3: You know, demons kind of, you could call them cosmic horror depending on how you explain the mythology behind it. Well, I, so if Get you... Get real Jack Kirby with it. If, you, if you're if you looking like
0: a if, from like a D&D uh, planescape kind of point of view, mm-hmm. demons are more like from hell, from the abyss, whereas cosmic horror, I'm thinking more of like abominations from the far realm. Right. I, I think of those as kind of separate things. And I think the way the mythology of our world is developing, Shilhaven is developing, those are sort of those paths are branching a little bit.
3: Interesting. From
0: like the f- more grounded Fordian phenomena mm-hmm. stuff uh, and in the, the more kind of unknowable cosmic stuff.
3: Yeah. See, it's interesting because I would love to just have all those things exist no matter what.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm not saying they can only, when I, when I say it's branching my mind, it, it, it's branching in the, in the similar way like that I think of the supernatural and science fiction is kind of existing gotcha. as yeah, separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like different, Flavors. Right, you know. Um, I think it's James's turn to pick a question.
1: I wasn't even done answering the Emma question. Oh,
0: you just started Okay. You started throwing out bonus questions.
1: Well, we were talking about Emma and so it was literally touching base on Emma. So okay, it, like we as well we're just... freewheeling and dealing. Yeah. yeah. Sure, 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 so sure, it, sure, it sure, might sure. as well have just okay. been talked about. But um well and kind of going off of like how Zeke is get is just like afraid all the time and like got seemed to get more afraid. Um, I think Angela—it's like the opposite world. this like bad stuff is happening. I think she's like getting less afraid of it because it's like, well, this is just bad, and so mm-hmm. it's like it's only gonna get worse. Like I think she's just getting a little bit. She wants to be tougher, yeah. um, but I Same. think Emma, yeah, because we're like seeing all this crazy shit, and like mm-hmm. you have powers and you can use them, and I think that and Angela doesn't want to be so helpless compared to like Penny and Zeke. So I think that. Um, Emma is somebody that Angela's going to want to be like good friends with.
0: That's interesting.
1: But I think Angela also knows to be careful. Yeah. But she's also mundane and she's stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows?
3: We're all pretty stupid. Penny's definitely the smartest of the three of us. I'm so, a weenie. So, or, at least, Absolutely. or at least at the very least like the most sensible. Yeah, 1000%. Mm-hmm.
2: But I also fall if you say anything loud enough, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, You're guess. Just shy.
3: I feel
0: like Penny's on a path to be less sensible going yeah. forward. I mean we kind of hinted at that stuff with like the the shit that was happening to Penny in the astral plane mm-hmm. and Penny's kind of a little bit of a touch with that dark side and a little bit of like contrariness and pushback against the idea of being careful i mm-hmm. I think we're gonna start to see a less mm-hmm. sensible penny especially yeah. as whatever's going on with that phone message and like i think the screws when i say i i think i mean i'm going to but like i think the screws are going to maybe start to turn on penny a little bit yeah she's
2: losing her patience a little bit and she i don't know that she's less afraid of her powers now but i think she's learning that it can't be avoided so she's trying to find confidence in them but yeah she's definitely losing her patience a bit
1: I can't wait for Penny to can't get can't wait
2: for
3: my life why the, to be ruined. Why the <laughs> very purposeful look at me?
2: Listen, you know why. Penny's going to clap back at you. Mm-hmm. I
3: didn't do anything. You don't remember? It, right. Just in character now. I just popped into character there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see Penny's dark side.
0: The other side of that coin. hmm The penny.
2: hmm Ha-ha. Wow.
0: James, you got a question? I
2: think the last one is the housewife one. I think. Did we Double burn check. through all the rest of them already? Mm. Most of them. We, we at least. We did some where it was like twozies and onesies.
3: Mm. This is a question that Jess said was mostly for me and Phil, but I posed oh, it I to everyone. What was your favorite interaction between Zeke and Vesper? Slash, what was your favorite aspect of their relationship?
0: Uh, I'll take it. We just to go clockwise. Um, I like wh- what I like about Vesper is how much Vesper puts into relief. The stuff about Zeke that's kind of bullshit. Like Zeke is like there's different flavors of sci-fi, right? And there's different flavors of like scientist, quote unquote, in fiction. Yeah. And Zeke is very much like the applied phlebotonum comic book, like Reed Richards. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Or actually, he's more of like a um, uh wasp. Who's the wasp? Uh, Hank. Uh, Hank Pym. Hank. He, definitely more of a Hank Pym, I think. Yeah. Uh, kind of approach to science fiction is like, I'm just going to say a bunch of words. Right, yeah. Whereas Vesper, I think, as a character, even though it's still me making stuff up and saying a bunch of words, is more grounded, hard sci-fi. Yeah. And I think creating that, like, uh, like putting that into relief was cool. And also, like, Zeke being more like, no, I'm like an inventor. I'm not really a scientist. Like, I don't care about the scientific method. Yeah, you had a line that really stuck with me that you said... I don't care how it works, I just care that it works. Yeah. Which is uh, something I really want to explore going forward. <laughs> um, and it's a really but it, that really crystallizes Zeke's approach to this stuff is like, I don't know, I put guy in here, it's going to make walmore. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Well, because my cuz like I feel like like Zeke learned science from Jeff, right? And like <laughs> Yeah, I feel oh, like God. Jeff's approach to science is like, look, I don't have time to think. I have a Mothman barreling down at me. I just gotta put something together that's gonna put him down. Right. You know, I don't have time to worry about how. It doesn't matter how. Mm-hmm. Someone told me this. Crystal, if I put this crystal in a gun, it's gonna shoot lightning. So,
0: <laughs> and I think in terms of my favorite Zeke Vesper interaction, it was um, when we we cut back to a montage right after the scene where uh, Angela and Penny had the séance to bring Saber back and i think i inadvertently brought some of my the very flirty energy i was bringing as Saber <laughs> in that scene carried it over to the next scene so the one where like um, the scene where Vesp- they're like microwaving hot dogs and Vesper's like riding on Zeke's back in chalk Had some very
3: flirty energy. I
2: loved it. I told you. Uh, I knew in that mm -hmm. moment.
3: Zeke was not picking up on it at all. No.
2: (laughs) I don't think Zeke would. No. Ever. I don't want to say
3: ever. Definitely not right now.
2: Science is your one true love. Yeah. That's what I. Yeah.
3: I mean, Zeke has had the hots for character. Like Zeke has the hots for Hack. Like Yeah.
1: But it's not like a romantic it's just like you're hot. Not yeah. like a romance. It's like or. I'm not
2: dumb. You look nice.
1: Yeah. Zeke's
3: <laughs> just learning to like consider that other people are around him. And mm-hmm. so
2: <laughs> Yeah. We know
1: it. Yeah, I don't think
3: he's ready for like a committed partner right now. <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. Yeah, I like how um frustrated they get with each other. I mean, yeah, because you were just saying like how Vesper is a scientist, and like old school scientists, like this is the way we do it. And being raised from like Merediths, you know, and the, your backgrounds are just so different. Um, so like the clashing of like the new versus the old methods and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But and then I love that flirty scene, too. And the music <laughs> that went with it, because that was that scene, right? Where you put the oh, little.
3: Yeah, you put, I put the... the nice <laughs> moment music. In and then <laughs> Vesper like, just shuts it down. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that Vesper um, s- somewhat made Zeke work on your people skills. Like, I don't know, I don't you think had Vesper to did that. I, feel well, like I mean the Tim situation. Did that? Well, yeah, that too. But I don't know, you were forced to like kind of understand where Vesper was coming from in order to get Vesper to do what you wanted them to do.
3: And I, I feel I'm... like
2: you don't. You don't really focus on people's backstories too much as Zeke. Yeah. Like, it's really easy. You can ask a question, and we'll just be like, no. And you're like, okay. (laughs) And you just, like, go off and invent something dumb. Yeah. But you, like, had to listen to what Vesper was saying and, like, get yourself out of it with words and not just dumb boom boom toys. Yes. I
3: knew that they needed, like, a the the two of them needed, like, a heat moment. They needed Pacino and De Niro in Uh the diner. I ship it. Um. But, yeah, the other thing about that scene, and the other thing about the nice moment music is like Zeke had I guess he hadn't had a nice moment with Tim yet, but like I knew it was coming, and like I don't know i i the vibe that scene gave gives me is there's a moment in the show Avatar the Last Airbender, where the bad boy Prince Zuko has like completed his heel turn and now he's a good guy, and there's like three episodes in a row it's not a,
0: what a heel turn means yes it is a heel turn is when you go from a face to a heel
3: so you call it a face turn
0: well i don't know what you call it that sounds wrong that's not what a heel turn
3: is i I thought a heel turn was just any time you changed allegiances i
0: don't think so Mm. i think you have to turn to heel it doesn't matter
3: tv tropes help us out uh anyway so zuko's a good guy now and there's like four epis there's like three episodes in a row where he just like pairs off with a member of the group and they like have a bonding experience and then in a episode, a couple episodes after that, Toff, the only member of the group who didn't get one, goes, "Okay, now it's my turn to have a formative experience with Zuko." Uh-huh. And they go off, and Toff like tells him his sob story, and he's just like, "Yeah, all right, like we're not really that close." Yeah, <laughs> and, like that's just the vibe it gave me. and Zeke was just like, "No, we're gonna try." Gosh darn it, like we're gonna try to have a nice moment right now. And Vesper's just like, "No." <laughs>
1: I would like to be free, please. That's
3: not where we're at. <laughs> well, I am a
0: prisoner. <laughs> I think from a game mechanics perspective, because I've made no secret about the fact that I cut a lot of, almost all the rolls from this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also go long like that, The after Vesper was kidnapped, like that whole recording session, like two hour, three hour recording session, we rolled the dice one exact time. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was a fun episode.
0: Right. Because a, a lot of times, like, you know, we're using the the game kind of as we need it, but if we're just doing scenes and filling things out, that, we don't always need roles, right? Yeah. But from a mechanic perspective, one of my favorite Zeke things is a failed manipulate someone role, <laughs> which is exactly what happened with Vesper in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Happens that, often. That's what happened with the, uh, the theater director too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, that always, because a lot of times you'll roll, Early, kind of in the scene, yeah, and then we play the whole rest of the scene knowing that it's a failed manipulate someone, yeah. all, and it's so <laughs> fucking funny, yeah,
1: yep. So we're just waiting for the bad shit.
0: Um, I have a question for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and this is kind of a big question, so answer it however you want to, or or however you can. What do you all, what do each of you see as your character arc right now? And how do you see it as currently progressing and progressing into the next monster arc?
1: I don't, Well, we kind of talked about this and I just told you to throw some shit out at me and for me to just deal with it. Because mm-hmm. I think like Angela, I want to. I want to be surprised about kind of her background because I didn't really come up with like too much of a background story with her. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking forward to seeing what, because I know you have some ideas.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to throw some stuff at you.
1: Yeah. What was the other question?
0: It was just like your, yeah, your character arc and how, like, how you see them do. De- when I say character arc, to be more clear, I mean more like emotional development, like, you know, like a, We talk about Caroline's character Mm -hmm. journey and or Tyler's growth. You know, like
1: I think that Angela will follow kind of like a Caroline Mm -hmm. because she's like a very annoying character. Like how Caroline was when she was human, and when she became a vampire, she was like a, a such a great version of herself. And I think Angela will hopefully transform into a way better, kinder more in tune person because she's not she's pretty superficial and like surface level right now
0: but we've seen we've definitely seen a change a change like how she interacts with penny yeah
1: and... and i mean that came from just like the shit that they've gone through and i think that um she's just seeing like her life before this was just like stupid and so superficial and just whatever internet based and i don't know so yeah i think that this like trauma and stuff is gonna just turn her into a different Literally a different person.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think for Penny, she, so she's kind of having to deal with it's like a mixture of a little bit of some childhood trauma and just being different and having no control over it, and that impacts how she sees herself and relates to other people, and she. That's kind of why she hasn't made, like, even with Heck, like, everyone knows she likes Heck, but she doesn't, she would never push the envelope, because, like, God forbid, she gets rejected. I don't know. The world would end, probably. Um, So my hope... She
0: probably literally would end the world. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's, yeah, and she's scared of her powers, because the biggest time she used them, rip in peace, Violet. (laughs) Sorry. Um so my hope for Penny is that she just becomes the sure the most sure version of herself and learns to appreciate herself so that she can <laughs> so that she can have like healthy relationships with people that care about her and also Kicks a ass when needed. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. In a Deliberately way.
3: as a choice. Yes. Yeah,
2: for only the bad people who deserve it.
0: And then Zeke, I feel like we've touched on a little bit.
3: Yeah, it's just being aware of other people's thoughts and feelings. I think it's uh-huh. the biggest thing for him right now. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Picking
1: up uh, on social cues. Yeah,
3: I mean, I think in his defense, you know, f- fucking growing up with Jeff, I think Zeke is probably doesn't... Like, probably moved around a lot. Probably doesn't have any, like, long-term friends he still talks to or anything. He's probably pretty lonely. He's
0: moved around. He's been in Chillhaven since... I think it's firmly canon that he's been in Chillhaven this whole time. Yeah, because you knew Angela... you're
3: right. So you're just this Scratch way. That. Yeah, wh- either way. <laughs>
2: you're just like this. But even so, I mean,
3: I think he's been in Chillhaven, like, lived in Chillhaven this whole time, but you know there have been times when Jeff's been like, well, can't get a babysitter. Guess you're coming on this Bigfoot hunt with me, kiddo. I mean, we've definitely, in like some brief flashbacks, touched on some dark, pretty stuff. dark stuff yeah. <laughs> between
0: Jeff and Zeke in the yeah. past.
3: Like, yeah, he's been in, ch- in Chillhaven the whole time, but, you know, he like missed... Three fourths of fourth grade (laughs) Mm -hmm. because his dad took him to Europe. Fourth grade sucked
2: anyway. Don't worry about it. Uh, I love fourth grade.
3: I think he's probably (laughs) felt like pretty lonely and isolated up until very recently. And yeah, he's just learning like how to interact with people.
0: (laughs) So we got two more questions. I think we can, two more gestions that we can burn through pretty quickly. Um, One is what made you think furries for this arc? Um and I had I actually had a, a a different monster in mind for the second arc initially but I ended up shelving that one because I think that one's going to be more of kind of like a boss monster something that we need to work up to both from a story perspective and a mechanics perspective
1: we weren't strong enough
0: um <laughs> and then I not I was just walking the dog one morning and I was thinking about we'd already introduced kind of fursonas as a concept with uh, Diego Bajero was already canon. And I knew I wanted to bring Vesper back into the fold. And it just sort of made sense to me that Vesper would have a Labrat persona, fursona. Um, and I don't know, the idea of Furries to me felt very much like a Riverdale plot line, yeah. like the goblins and
1: Gargoyles.
0: Gargoyles or whatever it's fucking called. Like uh if I was like a thirty Well, I am a 35 year old, but if I <laughs> if I was like an adult <laughs> who wasn't uh... plugged into like if if I'm like some fucking like adult in a writer's room being like, I don't know what a kid's like. Personas, <laughs> like they're a werewolf. Like I yeah. like, to me it was like the most <laughs> <Yeah>. goofy <laughs> adult Um, writing
1: a teen show
0: adult writing a teen show like trying to be hip kind of concept that i could think of yeah Yeah. um, totally
1: that's how i feel when i watch riverdale honestly like like it made
0: me laugh when i thought of it as something that's very goofy so
1: i would have never thought about it so if i was playing this game not with james if james wasn't here would we even have pursued it we would
2: i don't know no i don't know (laughs)
0: Well, the way that monster countdowns work is like bad stuff is going to be happening. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess y'all don't have to, y'all don't have, you don't have to do anything. Let's I mean, go shopping. I'm on yeah. sabbatical.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but honestly, if that was how y'all behaved, then I would just start doing some Sailor Moon shit and like y'all would go shopping, but like the store would be a demon or whatever <laughs> yeah, always happens. Because yeah. Yusagi never like sets out to fight a monster. She's just Absolutely like, not. I want to win the beach contest. And, like the beach contest is like stealing people's souls or yeah. something. <laughs>
1: They're playing volleyball and getting her soul sucked out.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Damn, I love Sailor Moon. That's
3: what makes her so great is she's she's so susceptible to the exact tricks that the bad guys are playing that it leads <laughs> her right to them. Right, exactly. She,
1: she's like a mundane, but hey, she's a little so
3: girl, su- would you like to buy this compact mirror that'll make you the most beautiful girl in high school? Yes, of course I want that. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, she's like the best character.
0: Um, and everyone... Uh, at once can answer this last question. Does Chill Havens have a Real Housewives show? If so, was it called? No. It's Dangerous Chillwives
3: of Sambucha. But no, it would be called no. the Real Housewives of Chill Haven. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> what
2: all of them are called, but we don't have that many rich people. Mm-hmm.
3: Both of Angela's parents are definitely cast members. Yeah,
2: they said that. And then like Vesper, I don't know how that dynamic
3: Meredith work. Indigo. Yeah, yeah, it's literally
2: just the three of them. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I love the idea of Meredith. I mean, I know we haven't met Meredith Indigo in canon yet, so who knows what she's like. But in my head, she is like the... Like Silver Age Lex Luthor, like the classic white coat mad it's scientist. Like Lisa
2: Vanderpump, but science.
3: So I just <laughs> love the idea of like, uh, uh, Antony and what's your mom's name? Allie. Anthony and Allie Atticus Jr., like doing actual real Housewives stuff. Like, uh, oh, Meredith, we've planned a tea ceremony in the garden for next week. Will you be there? And Meredith is just like at the kitchen counter with a bunch of Erlenmeyer flasks <laughs> making smoke poof
1: and is like, no.
3: <laughs> to her confessional and she's like, I have glimpsed the veil between life and death. Their tea party is meaningless to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and I also think our real housewives comes on like early in the morning after the news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um I yeah, Meredith Inigo to me is like in uh in Orphan Black. The Rachel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. um, I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Um, Next time we are all in front of microphones, we're going to be starting our new monster arc. So, Mm -hmm.
1: coming at you soon. Mm -hmm. Season three. Thank
0: you to uh, everyone who gave us questions. I super, super, super appreciate you. Thank you to everyone who listens to the show. Um, I love you. It means a lot. Um, Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate y'all. We
1: love all of you.
0: And uh,
1: we'll see you soon.
0: Yeah. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.